Thank you so much. If you'll turn your Bibles to Daniel, Daniel chapter 4, uh, I want to kind of draw your attention uh, uh, to a man's public profession. I believe Nebuchadnezzar in this portion of Scripture uh, gives a pr- public profession of what happened in his life, of God dealing with him. But I believe a vital part of God dealing with Daniel was that, uh, or with God dealing with Nebuchadnezzar was that Daniel came in. Daniel came into his life, Nebuchadnezzar's life. A great impact uh, was made in, uh, in Nebuchadnezzar's life. And as a result, in the closing verses, we understand that I believe he became a child of God. And uh, what a wonderful testimony it is. But I'd like to have you just draw your attention. I don't want to disturb your sleep this morning, okay? And so we're going to read one verse, okay, in verse 8. Uh, if you'll look in uh, verse 8, uh, uh, the Bible says, But at the last Daniel came in before me, whose name was Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God, and in whom uh, is the spirit of the holy gods. Before him I told the dream, uh, saying, and we understand he tells his dream of the great tree, and we'll talk much about that. But I want you to notice the phrase, but at the last Daniel came in. Every, uh, every day we have the opportunity to approach people. And today you're going to walk in somebody's presence and have the opportunity to see God do something miraculous. And uh, I think sometimes we miss opportunities that we didn't realize that we could have. We miss the opportunities when God allows us to walk into the presence of different people. Some of you will be at work and you walk into the presence of a, of a boss or a, a, a business president. Uh, you'll be at a doctor's or you'll be at a place where you have the opportunity to see God change a life. And I'm so glad that we can see that Daniel came in. Amen. Let's pray as we begin. Lord, thank you for the opportunity that we have to open the Bible this morning. I pray that you'll speak to our hearts. God, do what only you can do in this time. We thank you for this man of God that we've just met and uh, his faithfulness to you, Brother Benefield, their faithfulness uh, as servants of God. I pray that you'll help every one of us that are assembled here today just to be awakened to your presence and how you want to work in our lives today, God. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. We go to, I, I've done some study, just had the opportunity to write a book out of the book of Daniel. Uh, I didn't approach it from the prophetical way. I I kind of went from the practical way because I see Daniel as an individual that was in the, involved in the presence of a lot of government officials. There are several kings that he was there. Kingdom switched and Daniel, God allowed Daniel to stay in the place in which he was. I, I began to study Daniel's life. Many of us know Daniel purposed in his heart. That's the phrase that we know. But I, I went before that and looked at Daniel's life. And as I began to study, I realized that Daniel was born in the revival of Josiah. And we find that he was in the royal family and and he got to see uh, Josiah clean the house of God. They find the word of God. And as a child, he heard people like Jeremiah and Nahum uh, preach the messages and Habakkuk as they preach the word of God. And and God gives us, I I understand this, God gives victories in, in the life of Daniel. But each victory, I, I, the more I studied Daniel, every time he had a victory, it was over a god of the Babylonians. As he's in the Babylonian captivity, every time there was a victory in his life, it seemed like God defeated one of the Babylonian gods. For instance, we understand this, Marduk was 
uh, uh, the solar god or their fire god. And when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked out of the fiery furnace, the god, their god of fire, was defeated. When I look at uh, Nabu, and uh, I was walking into the Library of Congress, and Nabu is their god of wisdom. He's on the door, the brass doors of the Library of Congress. And we walked through the Library of Congress, and, and we had the gods of the wisdom of this world. I, uh, they need to put the king of kings and lord of lord on the doors. Amen. And as I walked through that, uh, I saw Nabu, and, and Nabu was their god of wisdom. But in this chapter, uh, Nebuchadnezzar calls for his his magicians and his soothsayers and all these individuals for wisdom, yet their God was defeated. The God Nabu was defeated. And I'm so glad when he mentions Daniel's name, he mentions the, the holy gods. And, and uh, I don't think Nebuchadnezzar knew. It's kind of like somebody coming to our church for the first time years ago when Pastor Chapel preached one of our first Capital Connections, the auditorium was full, uh, independent Baptist pastors from side to side, and, and we were singing the songs, the hymns, and, and uh, the president of the Maryland Senate sat right down here on, on the front row, and I'll never forget, uh, Brother Chapel preached the, the word, the men sang, boy, it was like a, a great victory. We had every spot and stripe of independent Baptist from every, every edge of, uh, every end of America, and I'll never forget... Uh, uh, Mike Miller, he was sitting on the front row, still the president of the Maryland Senate, a friend I've been with him in the last two weeks, but uh, he had a young man scoot over after the message. He was truly touched. He wept even during the singing, and the young man slipped over and led him to Christ during our invitation. He didn't know how to say it. Uh, he didn't know, you know, Nebuchadnezzar said, Daniel, I know the holy gods are with you, but uh, Mike Miller said, I got confirmed today in your church. Amen. Uh, I'd never had anybody confirmed in our church ever before. Uh, but uh, about a week later, I went to his uh, office and, and he said, I, I need to address that young man that, that helped me on the front row. And I made that decision. He sent me a book. He gave me a book on discipleship. He said, I'm finished with that book on discipleship. And uh, he said, uh, boy, uh, I just want to tell him thank you. He said, uh, I've been going to, he said, I go to Baptist churches all the time. I've been in a couple of Baptist churches since I made that decision. He said, I sat in some cushy chairs and drank coffee. And he said, I come to your church. And every time I come to your church, I feel like I'm going to hell after I walk out. And, uh, and uh, I said, thank you, uh, Senator Miller. I really appreciate that. Uh, but he trusted Christ as personal savior. And, uh, and I still have fellowship with him. He's just a wonderful individual. He has cancer right now going through cancer, but uh, we all have an opportunity to walk by or to pass by people every day. And we don't understand, many times we don't understand that God has given us opportunities and God is giving you a, an opportunity to change, to, to be a part of seeing a person's life changed. I read this story about Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar uh, realizing Daniel's background and and uh, we, we see this tree here in, the, in this portion. Uh, literally, uh, Nebuchadnezzar worshipped a tree. It was called the Mesopotamian Tree of Life. Uh, literally, it was a, a tree that they worshipped. You'll find uh, uh, that there are seals of, the, of pictures of this. And the worship and the sap that comes from this is, uh, is a life-giving sap. And, and, and uh, the Babylonians, all these gods were there. And every time uh, uh, Daniel had a victory, there was a god that was defeated. I love it that the Mesopotamian tree, or this tree, tree is, is hewn down in this portion of Scripture. It's an amazing truth. But as I began to read, uh, I realized that Nebuchadnezzar's life was changed. Daniel 
comes in and, and his name literally means to plead one's case. And I understand this. He took every opportunity to point individuals to the God of the universe. Now, every time you say, well, I'm pastor, I'm in college. Pastor Creed, I'm in college. Uh, pastor, I'm busy studying. But you do not know who God is going to lead you by today. You don't know that individual that you're going to have an opportunity to speak to. I flew on a plane and, and came here and Sam sat by me and he started seeing me read my Bible. And he said, what do you do? And I said, I'm a pastor and I'm doing some work down D.C. and, and uh, just, just a busy life. And he said, how in the world do you deal with those people down in D.C.? How do you talk to them? And, and he said, uh, I, I'm, a, you know, I'm kind of conservative. And said, I'm from Pennsylvania, big business. I'm going to Edwards Air Force Base and doing some work there. But he said, how in the world do you talk to those people? And I said, man, I, I read the book of Daniel and there's a fellow named Daniel. And he said, I know about the lion's den. He said, he said, how in the world do you deal with government workers or how do you deal with people that don't want it? And I said, well, Daniel dealt with it with an excellent spirit. And God gave him power and, and he spoke truth. And I see, I see many in this relevant truths or elements in this portion of scripture, as we see Daniel approach Nebuchadnezzar, we see God did some miraculous things in his life. Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel came in, and you might want to write it down. Daniel came in in, in, a, in a time of trouble. If you look up, if you look in verse five, it says, and I saw a dream which made me afraid. This is Nebuchadnezzar. He said, and the, and the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Notice he came in in a time of trouble. I, I believe Daniel came in in a, in, a, in a questioning time. Nebuchadnezzar had a question. And, and he, could not, they, he could not find an answer even from the wise men, the fellows that worshipped Nabu and the ones that bowed down to the God of wisdom. They could not answer, answer Nebuchadnezzar's dream or the questions there. I, I noticed this. He, uh, Daniel came in in a seeking time. Nebuchadnezzar was seeking an answer. And folks... Every day we're in and we have opportunities to cross the paths of individuals that are seeking an answer for life, wanting to know the meaning. I, I literally had a man ask me, what is the meaning of life? And I was, I was at Bass Pro Shop and I'll never forget the man getting saved after I had the opportunity to just answer his question about the meaning of life. Many folks are seeking and Daniel came in at a time uh, when there were no answers. Nebuchadnezzar could not find an answer. But I love that verse of scripture and I love that phrase. If you look there in verse eight, it says, but at last Daniel came in before me, whose name was Belteshazzar. Now you might want to underline the name Belteshazzar because they gave, they gave them names that had to do with their gods. Belteshazzar literally had to do with Marduk, the fire god. They called him Bel Marduk and, and Nabu, the god of wisdom. And, and literally Daniel's name, but I love it that they, he said Daniel came in. He gives him the name that his original name, Daniel came in, but he said his name was Belteshazzar after my gods, the ones that I serve and the name that I had given him. But I love that he says at last, he says, he, he comes and he says, after all that my struggles and my seeking and wanting to find an answer and, and trying to go through these gods of wisdom and doing everything that I could do, he said, finally, at last, Daniel came in. Boy, it would be wonderful if we walked with God and were clean enough and, and we sought God and we purposed in our heart to the place where when we walked in, somebody knew somebody different was coming in. 
Somebody different was in their presence. I wrote several things down as I, as I looked at this situation, and I want to just give you a, a couple thoughts. I want to preach that sub, on the subject when Daniel came in. And you might want to put your name there. Every one of us have an opportunity. I, I have the privilege to, to go down to Capitol Hill. The, uh, I asked the church if they'd give me a day or two a week, and I can go down and be in offices and just pray with leaders and spend time with them. And literally, they found out about my daughter-in-law, and, and they said, hey, Pastor, why don't you let us pray with you? And, and you always pray with us. Why don't you let us pray with you? And Mark Walker and, and, uh, and, and other leaders have prayed with me about the situation that's going on in my daughter's life. But I, when I looked at this thought, I came to the understanding that every one of us have opportunities to pass by and to influence individuals for eternity. Now notice the elements, uh, the different things that when Daniel came in. Number one, I wrote this. When da Daniel came in, Daniel came in as a representative. Notice this. He, he came in not representing his own self. I love it. Uh, when, uh, many times he was questioned. One time he was questioned about another dream. And, and Nebuchadnezzar said, well, have you come up with the interpretation of the dream? He said, no, I haven't come up with the interpretation of the dream, but there is a God in heaven that gave me the answer to the dream. And I, I look at this, and, and Daniel came in as a representative to Nebuchadnezzar, and Nebuchadnezzar put it, at, put it as, uh, named him and, and, and really announced him as a person uh, as, a, as the spirit of the holy gods, Daniel literally had the spirit of the holy gods that rested upon him. If you'll notice what it says, uh, it says in verse 8, But at last Daniel came in before me, whose name was Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God. There is, he's mentioning the, the gods that he named him after. And in whom the spirit of the holy gods, and before him I told the dream, saying... He comes and he mentions down in verse 9, the holy gods, the spirit of the holy gods. There was something different about Daniel. And I honestly, truly think if you're a servant of the Lord and if you're saved, there's going to be something different when you walk in the room. There's going to be some different activities. There's going to be some different actions. Uh, people are going to know there's something different about you. I walked in the pharmacy in our town one day and I wasn't dressed up or anything, and a lady walked up and said, what do you do for a living? And I said, well, what do you think? And she said, you're a pastor, aren't you? I said, how in the world did you figure that out? And she said, I just knew it. She said, I just knew there was something different about you. And honestly, as Christians, as believers, as folks that, that believe in the living God, we ought to be different in our society. And as Daniel walks in, they knew him as one that, uh, that served the living God, and, and, and uh, his spirit was the spirit of the holy gods, as mentioned. I understand that he was a representative, and, and he was an individual that represented uh, the most high God. And honestly, if you look in the Bible, uh, the Bible literally, uh, if you look in, uh, let me give you a couple verses here. In verse 24, uh, we find Daniel uh, begins to use the phrase, the most high God. I, I see Nebuchadnezzar thinking, man, I am the most high. I'm, I, I've got the kingdom. I, you know, this is all in my control. And Daniel begins to say, there's somebody higher than you. Nebuchadnezzar, there's someone that rules it all. And in verse, uh, if you look in verse 24, notice what he says. And I kind of circled these. In, in verse 24, uh, the Bible uh, listens. It, it says this, this is the interpretational oh, king. 
And this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my Lord the King. Notice over in verse uh, 25, uh, as you get towards the end, he says, the Most High ruleth in the kingdoms of men. If you'll notice down in verse 34, in the middle, I bless the Most High. Nebuchadnezzar got a hold of it. I realize that in verse up. In verse 37, uh, Nebuchadnezzar finally realizes that God is the king of heaven. And we understand this. There was something in his life. He was a representative of the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He was a, he was a representative of the most high God. And folks, today we have a privilege to be in the family of the most high God and to represent him well wherever we go. I noticed he was a representative, but I noticed this. Daniel came as an agent of truth. If you read the story, Nebuchadnezzar literally tells Daniel the dream. He says, I had this dream and he said, I was afraid. And there's this huge tree, this massive tree. And it was great and it reached up toward the heaven. And he said, the animals, they, they were there in the, in the limbs of that tree. And he said, the fruit was great. And of that fruit, all the nations, the, the peoples ate of that fruit. And he said, I'm sitting here seeing this fruit. And I, I can imagine as he was thinking about this Mesopotamian uh, tree of life that they worshiped. And here he is watching that. And all of a sudden, an angel from heaven, he calls him a watcher. Uh, comes and, uh, and comes down and says, hew down that tree or cut down that tree, shake that tree. And it's very interesting. Uh, get rid of the fruit, take the leaves off of that tree. And, and we see that uh, Nebuchadnezzar said, I saw that tree and wonderful tree and it reached out so far. And he said, and all of a sudden that tree is cut down. The fruit is, is displaced and all this takes place. And he said, there are two rings put around that tree, uh, a ring of brass and a ring of iron. I believe, and I've just studied it out, I don't know what that means, but some people believe that that's the mercy of God, holding that together from dying. There's just a stump there, and Daniel comes and he says this, hey, uh, Nebuchadnezzar says, I had this dream, and, and there's that stump, and it's roots, and it's still alive, and, uh, and Daniel sits there and listens to that message, but Daniel was, didn't stop there. Nebuchadnezzar comes to a place where he says this, I need to have that interpreted. I need to have the interpretation of the dream. I'm glad Daniel came in. I'm glad Daniel was in the right place at the right time. But I'm glad that Daniel was a man of God that preached truth. Now, I want you to notice what happens. Daniel came in. And, uh, and Nebuchadnezzar says, I need an interpretation of the dream. If you'll look in verse 18, notice he says this, this uh, dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. I circle the word I, and now thou, O Belteshazzar, declare the interpretation thereof for as much as all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known unto me the interpretation, but thou art able, for the spirit of the holy gods is in, in you. He, he's, he's saying this, the Spirit, he said, there's something different about you. And I keep saying it, but folks, uh, we, cannot, we cannot become used to being in places. We cannot be used to the people around us. You don't know what God is going to do in the life of somebody that is in your presence today. And Daniel comes in and the king says, I, I, I've had all these people try to tell me my dream and nobody could come up. The gods, the wisdom of my gods doesn't work. But he said, Daniel, I know there's something different in your life. Daniel is taken by, back by this. He says, uh, 
Let not the dream or the interpretation trouble thee. I believe he's careful as he, talk, as he speaks to the king. I understand this. He says, he comes down in verse 22, and I circled the first three words of verse 22. It is thou. Sometimes we're afraid to tell people that they're in the wrong place at the right time. Sometimes we're afraid to speak truth. But Daniel says this, hey, this dream that you've had, give me some time. And, he, and for about an hour, space of an hour, he was quiet. He comes back to the king and he begins to interpret the dream. And he says this, uh, king, I want you to know that this tree is you. God has a message for you. And I want you to understand this. This is what's going to happen in your life. He begins to speak truth. Notice uh, as, he, as he deals with this. Uh, verse 24, notice what he says. And this is the interpretational king. This is the decree of the Most High. In other words, God has a message for you today. Nebuchadnezzar, understand, you think you're over everything. You think you're the Most High. But the Most High has a message for you today. Folks, sometimes people come to a place in their life where they just need to have some help. They need some guidance. I was on Capitol Hill walking across the street. And one of the representatives, he's now... He is now the, on the cabinet. Uh, he's over NASA now. He's the, he's the uh, administrator of NASA. But I'll never forget, he, he stopped, uh, stopped us and he said, uh, please come to my office. I've got something to say to you. I, I'm, I'm like, we're in trouble. We did something wrong. We walked into, the, uh, uh, walked into the building, went through security, went up the stairs to the second floor. And we were up there in the, uh, on the second floor. He said, come into my office. And uh, usually a staffer will come in with a notepad and they'll take notes to make sure we don't, he doesn't miss anything. And he said, no staffers. He closed the door. We went in and sat down and man, I, I said, what in the world have we done? This guy's, uh, you know, must be upset at us. I don't know what's, what's going to happen. And he said this, I just have a question for you guys. Who should I vote for for president? And, and, and I looked at him and just said, uh, you should be telling us that. He said, no, you all are spiritual advisors. Would you give me some help? And so we began to go through and just uh, share with them why we believed what we believed and, and who. And we didn't tell him what he had to do, but it, 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 it shocked me that an individual would have me come in. One other time, a man just died, Walter Jones from North Carolina. And uh, I'll never forget walking into his office and uh, we just uh, didn't even make an appointment and said, Mr. Jones, uh, can we have some time? And he said, absolutely, your pastors come into my office. He closed the door and he said, I, I've got to have you pray for me. And uh, he said, every time pastors come in my office, he said, every time you pastors show up in my office and you pray for me, something good happens in my life. He said, you need to come by every day. And, uh, and, and we sat in his leather chairs and he told us some stories and we prayed with him and and now he, he, he passed away in February. He, he, uh, he, he went into eternity in February, and I've still been in the office. Uh, it's an, it, it, there, there's no leader in the office. There are folks that are struggling because their leader is gone, but they're sitting here trying to get help. I'll never forget walking in that same office one day, and he said, the leader's not in, but walk in, walk in the office with me. And he said, uh, how can I help you? And he goes, well, uh, he said, I'm getting married, and I need some marriage counseling right now. Can you give me some scripture on marriage? And we were able to share with his political leader, his, his young political leader that was getting married in September. He said this, I just need to know 
marriage, and I need to know it from a biblical aspect. What I'm saying is, every day, even when we don't plan, God has somebody for us to affect. God has a young lady that he's going to put in a place where she can speak a word, a young man, where he might be in the presence of somebody that he can speak a word, and, and, and the Most High will be lifted up. But Daniel, I realize this, Daniel spoke truth. Daniel didn't uh, mince words. He didn't move away from it. He didn't make it easy uh, uh, for the appetite. He said this, Nebuchadnezzar, this is about you. This is a message from God. You need to listen to God what, uh, as, as to what is happening. I noticed this. This is a decree from the Most High. Let me give you another thought. I realized this. Daniel came in as a counselor. Notice in verse 27, and I know time's short, but if you'll look in verse 27, I want you to notice what he says. He says, Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, and break off thy sins by righteousness, and thine iniquities be uh, uh, by showing mercy uh, to the poor, if it may be uh, a lengthening of thy tranquility. We, uh, he comes to a place where he, he gets done and he does the interpretation. He said this, hey, you need to understand that God is going to deal with you. I, I was moved by the words, the words that we find as Daniel interprets it in verse 25. And they shall drive thee from men. He says, it doesn't say they might. He says, Nebuchadnezzar, you need to understand, you are going to be driven away from men. Uh, he uses that word shall. Uh, and, and thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. And they shall, they shall make thee to eat the grass of the oxen. And they shall wet thee with the dew. And we understand this. Uh, he talks about the time. Some people believe it was a seven-year period that Nebuchadnezzar was like an animal. It had the heart of an animal. He was there eating the grass of the field. But I understand this. Daniel came in and he spoke the truth. And folks, I'm not saying that we need to be mean or miserable or have our veins sticking out of our neck. But we need to be people that speak truth in these days. When God gives you an opportunity to speak to somebody, it's a wonderful thing to tell them the truth, not to mince words or sugar it down so that they can take it. We need to love them. We need to have an excellent spirit. But at the same time, we need to speak truth. Now, I, I look at this portion and, and Daniel speaks truth to Nebuchadnezzar. It is a powerful thing to, to see all that came. He, he comes down and basically said, I have some counsel for you, Nebuchadnezzar. You need to change the way you're living. Basically, that's what he said. He said, you need to change your, your, your path. You need to change what you're doing. Look at it, If you look at it, he comes down that verse 27. And he says, you've heard the message of this tree being cut down. And he said, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee. Break off thy sins by righteousness. Change the way you're living. And honestly, I don't believe he was being mean. He was just being truthful with the king. Sometimes it's good for us to hear, you're sick, so we can get some help. Amen. Sometimes it's good to say, hey, you're going down a dangerous path. And here's the best path. And folks, uh, uh, if you're a real friend, you'll help people go down the right path. Nebuchadnezzar is there and he hears these words and he says, break off, uh, break off thy sins and begin to live righteously. And, and he goes down a little bit further in verse 27. He says, uh, and thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor 
And if uh, it may it be a lengthening of tranquility, in other words, God will see fit to, to strengthen your life and give you some more time in life. Now, I want you to think about this. This whole chapter is literally a testimony that is given by Nebuchadnezzar. I, I read the book of Daniel, and every time I read it, it's, something, it's an account that Daniel wrote. But many people believe that this is actually a proclamation, or I believe it's a public profession of what happened to Nebuchadnezzar in his life. Nebuchadnezzar is really uh, uh, sharing the truth of what took place. And he says this, I'm so glad at last that Daniel came in. But Daniel came in and he took that opportunity to speak the truth to the individual. And we need to speak truth in these days. Notice as we see Daniel came in, he comes in and he says this, you know, uh, righteousness brings peace in people's lives. And he comes and he says this, the God of the heaven wants to change your life and he wants to work in your life. And I, I, I see that Daniel is an excellent spirit, yet he gives truth and he works in his life and, and he knows Nebuchadnezzar knows that he cares and Nebuchadnezzar has watched Daniel. But there's one problem with this. You'll realize that Nebuchadnezzar walked out of this message from Daniel, this room from Daniel, and for 12 months he disregarded Daniel's message. For 12 months, he hears the message, and maybe he gets so far out, he says this, well, maybe the preacher was wrong or the prophet was wrong this time. Maybe his message, maybe he was having a bad day, you know, and really things didn't really work out the way he thought it might. Maybe he kind of took this message too far. And Nebuchadnezzar walks out into his palace, and he looks out, out of the window, and he begins to look at all that he had done. And he makes a statement. I want you to notice what the Bible says. He, he says this at the end of 12 months in verse 29. He walked in to the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. And the king spake and said, and I, I, I circled these uh, pronouns. Uh, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for a house of uh, the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of of my majesty. Hey, when you start getting up like that, you better look out. There's a God in heaven that hears every word that we speak. And he'll not give his glory to anyone else. Now I understand this. Nebuchadnezzar is looking out the window and I don't know who he's talking to, but he's saying, hey, look what I've done. Boy, this is great. Look at the majesty and all the accomplishments that I've had. It's been 12 months. I, you know, I don't know what that preacher was talking about, but I'll tell you this, he missed this one. And as he's speaking and looking at all he had done, the Bible literally says, while the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven. And I believe God speaks to us sometimes audibly. You think about this, God spoke audibly in that place. Uh, I love it when he spoke audibly uh, at Jesus' baptism. And, and, and you think about how he speaks to our hearts through the Holy Spirit today and speaks to us through the word of God. But notice this, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee. And notice, here it is, verse 32, just like in that last, uh, when, Dan Daniel, uh, when Daniel interpreted it, notice this, they shall drive thee from men, and, and not they might, they, uh, uh, and thy dwelling shall be uh, with the, the beast of the field, and they shall make thee to eat the grass as oxen. And seven times shall pass over thee until thou, until thou know 
that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will. I realize this, that Daniel came, and as he came, he came as a counselor, and he spoke truth, and he tells him to break off. But I, I wrote down lastly, and I want you to notice this, Daniel came to see God's message come to fruition. He came in, and he had the opportunity to see God's message come to fruition. As soon as Nebuchadnezzar comes to the place that he is there and all of a sudden we see that he begins to speak the words and God places him like an animal out in the field. Uh, his hair grows and he's eating the grass of the field and he changes his heart. And just like the Bible says it shall happen, we find that God did what he says. I'm glad we can trust God's word today. Amen. And just as the king had been warned, I, I tell you, I sit with some individuals down on Capitol Hill and they think that they're the whole you know, box of cornflakes and they think they're the, the, the seal on the top too. I mean, they think that they're it. But understand this, someday, someday they'll stand before the God of the universe and they'll really realize how small they really are. We walk with individuals and they shave like we do in the morning. They get up, they have kids that have problems, they have family situations. And, and folks, we, we in this day are going to be around individuals and we say, man, I'm scared to death to talk to them. But God is using representatives. He'll use a college-age student. He'll use a little lady. He'll use a man. I, I understand this. Even in the Bible, he used a donkey. And if he can use a donkey, he can use us. Amen? I believe God can use us. And God takes this man and the message. Nebuchadnezzar is there. Some people, you know, have, you know they, they have different interpretations to seven times. Uh, most people say it's seven years that Nebuchadnezzar was there. But I love to see the fruition of God's message. God's word is always true. And I, it's a wonderful thing to see Nebuchadnezzar. And, and I don't like to see judgment of any man, but we see in verses 29 through 33, we see the judgment of Nebuchadnezzar and, and exactly what the man of God said. It took place. And then in verse 30, we see Nebuchadnezzar. If you look down verse 30, uh, Nebuchadnezzar really thought that it was his power and it was his kingdom. But God comes and says, thy kingdom is departed. It's over with. And he has a, his, he has a job to do in that man's life. Now, let me say this today. We all have opportunities. And we need to pray that God will give us powerful doors. I, I love that in the Bible it talks about effectual doors. Have you ever seen that phrase, effectual doors? The word effectual has the thought of powerful doors. And, and I've told people, and when the door cracks open, I'm going to stick my foot in the door. And, and I'm going to get through the door and I'm going to let God uh, do a powerful work in my life. And then after I get done with that door, I'm going to look for the next door that God has to open. But I understand this, there are individuals, no matter whether they're leaders on Capitol Hill, uh, whether they're in the White House, uh, uh, I've met different folks, I've shook their hands and they're just people just like we are. I, I don't care who they are, they need the God of the universe to be involved in their lives. Nebuchadnezzar comes to the place where God wakes him up. I, I love to read the story. He makes a public profession in verse 34. Notice he says this, and at the end of the day, I, and I circled that, Nebuchadnezzar lifted up mine eyes unto heaven. Mine understanding returned unto me. And this is good. I, I just, I don't know about you, but I just like to be a part. I just like to be used by God. It's not about us. 
Someday we'll be, we'll be in the grave. Uh, we don't know how many days we have, but it, I'll tell you what, it's just wonderful to be used by God. And, and he comes and he says, he says, I, I'm Nebuchadnezzar. He, he comes down. He said, I lifted up my eyes. He said, and I blessed the Most High. There it is. And I prayed and honored him and lived uh, that, that, that liveth forever, whose dominion is ever, an everlasting dominion. His kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He doeth according to his will uh, in the earth. And none can, say, uh, can stay his hand uh, or say unto him, What doest thou? At the same time, my reason returned unto me. And for the glory of my kingdom, mine honor and brightness returned unto me. My counselors and my Lord sought me. And, and I established, I was established in my kingdom. And excellent majesty was added unto me. Now notice he makes emphasis in the next verse, verse 30, uh, in, in verse 37. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol, notice this, and honor the King of heaven. All whose works are what? Truth. His ways are judgment. And all those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. The word abase has the thought of humiliation. You know, when we start thinking that we're something, God has a way of showing us that he's the king of the universe. You say, Pastor, what are you saying this morning? I'm saying this, and I'm asking you, and uh, you know, you can take Daniel out of, the, out of there and put your name in. A a and Joe came in. Uh, you know, and at, at last Joe came in, or, or at last Dr. R came in, or at last uh, you can put your name there. But God has a work for us to do today and I see a man with an excellent spirit that believed God, that was pure. He was a clean man. He was a man that said this, I'm going to purpose in my heart. I'm going to follow God. He was born out of revival. And we've had, there's a lot of folks that were born into pastor's homes or good churches. And, and you've had the privilege to hear the truth of God. But today, God needs us to walk in and make some impact in the world that we have to affect. Now, I, I wrote down. Are you a representative of the Most High today? When you walk in to work today, uh, Brother England took me to Panera Bread yesterday. And uh, we were going to get a quick sandwich, and there was a student there that is from West Coast. And he had an excellent attitude and did things right. But folks, we're going to be all over this place. You're, you're going to graduate. Many of you, I think 180, are going to graduate and you're going to go out and be spread all over this nation and other countries. And will you take the opportunities that God gives you when you walk in to be a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ and to see the lives of individuals changed? I, I, I ask you, are you a representative of the Most High today? You know, will, who will God have you come by today? Who has God prepared for you today to walk by and to see their life changed? I, I had a young man... Uh, he and his wife just came from Japan, a man, and he, uh, he, he's they should join our church this Sunday. And he said, uh, I said, so what, where were you saved? He said, I was saved in, in Hammond, Indiana. And I said, oh, that, is that right? He said, I was a bus kid. He said, I'm, I'm, my family are Orthodox Jews. He said, I got saved. He said, you think about trouble. He said, I got saved. And when I told him about Jesus, my home about came unglued. 
he said my wife and, he, and his wife told me the story about, and they had gone to Hammond and they had gone to Hiles Anderson and God had worked and he was in the military and well, I'm so glad he came. He loves net, doing network, uh, working on networks and we have a network that he can work on all day if he wants. But uh, the, the Brins came to our church and it was a thrill to just see that somebody took an opportunity to knock on a door and see a little Jewish, he said, I'm a Messianic Jew. He said, what I'm saying is I'm a saved Jew. And he said, and, and he said I'm ready to do whatever the Lord wants me to do in Clinton, Maryland. He said, what can we do? And I said, if you say that too loud, you'll be here till midnight, okay? But I understand this. I'm glad some bus worker went by a little Jewish boy's door and made an impact. I have an opportunity to go into the Capitol. I've been in the White House and the Bible studies with the vice president and I have the opportunities and I've, I've been given opportunities and afforded opportunities even this week and I have the opportunities. But I, let me say this, I'm a nobody. Daniel was a nobody that became a somebody for God. And every one of us have an opportunity to be an influence in the area that God has for us. Say, when, when I graduate, I'm going to be a good, good testimony. Hey, you ought to be a good testimony right today. You ought, to, you ought to look at who God puts in your pathway today and understand this. When Dan, at, at the last, I'm, uh, it was good, at last Daniel came in. He was looking for somebody that knew God and that could change his direction. Let me ask you, are you surrendered to the will of the Most High today? Are you prepared today to be clean and be ready for the master's use. Boy, we just don't know what God has for us today. We don't know what God has for us tomorrow. I could tell you the stories. I could share with you the opportunities that God has afforded me, and I don't deserve them at all. But I'll tell you this, as long as God will use me, I'm going to walk through the opportunities that God gives me. At last, at the last, Daniel came in. Will you use the time and the opportunities that God has given you today.